0: Salamullahi salamu alaykum wa rahmatu wa barakatuh Inna alhamdulillah na ahmaduhu wa hamdan kathiran Wa nasta'inu bihi wa nasta'gfiruhu Wa nusalli wa nusallim ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Brothers and sisters, hayyakum allahu bayyakum wa ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum I know there's a lot of curiosity and a lot of uh, intensity In terms of what is it that we're going to cover The mystery will be unveiled uh, shortly insha'Allah ta'ala I know a lot of you had a lot of ideas and I wished to have fulfilled all of your wishes. Uh, but, you know, Allah does not burden us all beyond its scope. There's so much that we can do. Uh, but based on history, uh, we thought that the book we're about to cover is the most worthy of being covered because it is something I haven't covered before. A lot of the books that you mentioned, yes, they were not covered in this format. They were not covered in video format and it wasn't done the way we're doing it or with the way we did the Al-Aqid Al-Wasitiyah. But nevertheless, they're there. However, the book that is not there and that deserves a lot of attention and a, and a book that is rather encompassing in so many ways, it is the book that you're about to see on the screen. It is the book of al 40 Nawawiyyah. the 40 Nawawi with the Sharih of our beloved Shaykh, Shaykh Muhammad bin Salih bin Uthamin, alayhi rahmatullah. This book uh, is is a treasure. It's a treasure among the uh, the Islamic uh, literature. And it is a book that covers so many aspects of our deen. It is not just fiqh. It's fiqh, it's aqeedah, it's manhaj, it's mu'amalat, it's imaniyat u rawhaniyat. It actually covers a lot of aspects of the deen, it's a very comprehensive book, probably one of the best books authored with the uh, agreement of the ulama. This book is a treasure and وجل, we will be given the opportunity uh, to go over it just like we did with al aqidah Al-Wasitiyah. So let us begin this journey together inshallah uh, you know the rules. Uh, please avoid. I know you're excited now, but avoid all the chatting and the back and forth. Let's focus on the dars and during the Q&A, inshallah, we can have a little fun. Tamam. So we're gonna begin here. I'm gonna go straight to the muqaddima to sharh, the introduction of the uh, explain the one explained in the book, and that is Sheikh Ibn He says, "In Alhamdulillah, so this is known as Khutbatul Haja, and a lot of people don't know that it's called Khutbatul Hajah. And the difference between Khutbah and Khitbah is Khitbah with the kasra of the Kha is an engagement, and Khutbah with the Dhamma is the uh, speech that you give. And this was uh, uh, the customary behavior or action of the Prophet Muhammad والسلام, whenever he would address his companions, he would begin with this uh, beginning. There's a there's a longer version of it, but this is the summarized version, which is translated into roughly, we pray, all praise due to Allah, we praise him, we seek his assistance and ask his forgiveness. We seek refuge with Allah from the evil within our souls and the consequences of our bad deeds. Whomsoever Allah guides, no one can lead astray. Whomsoever Allah allows to go astray, no one can guide. I bear witness that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah. He has no partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad wasallam is his slave and his messenger. May Allah send his peace and blessings upon him abundantly. As to what follows فَإِنَّ النووي رحمه الله من أقوالهم. الْحَافِظَ The uh, Memorizer If you want to translate it literally uh, and it's usually someone who met certain criteria to be given the title of a Um uh, I believe it's a mi'at alf hadith, uh, along with memorizing the Quran and other things. And he was from the uh, he was from the companions of the Shafi'i Madhhab, whose opinions were taken uh, uh, taken يعني, uh, into consideration and are reliable. It's considered reliable in the Madhhab. And he was among the most keen in author- authoring book among the Shafi'is. فَقَدْ أَلَّفَ فِي فُنُونٍ شَتَّى فِي الْحَدِيثِ وعلومه. He had authored a number of books in many different uh, aspects of the religion. Um, you can call them arts, such as the hadith and its sciences. وَأَلَّفَ فِي عِلْمِ اللُّغَةِ كِتَابْ تَهْذِيبِ الْأَسْمَاءُ وَاللُّغَاتِ And he also authored a book in language. وَهُوَ فِي الْحَقِيقَةِ مِنْ أَعْلَمِ النَّاسِ And he, in reality, is among the most knowledgeable of people. وَالظَّاهِرُ وَالل it seems, and Allah knows best, that he was among the most sincere people in offering books. Why? لأن الله في العالم Because his uh, books, his, his books which he authored, they spread wild, they spread wide and far in the Muslim world. فلا تكاد مسجدا إلا ويقرأ فيه كتاب رياض الصالحين You will hardly find a masjid in the world, anywhere in the Muslim world, except that some sheikh is reading upon the people from Riyadh al Salihin, which is the, uh, the book of Imam al Nawawi. And his books are famous and are widespread in the world, which indicate the sincerity of his intention. النية, SubhanAllah. The acceptance of the people of the works of the the, the, the ulama is an indication of their sincerity in their uh, intentions. Their sincere intentions. Now pay attention to this. وَهُوَّ اللَّهُ مُشْتَهِدٌ uh-huh. He, may Allah mercy on him, was a mujtahid. Mujtahid is a title that a alim receives when he has reached the level of being able to exert his own knowledge to arrive at rulings. Meaning he's not a Muqallid. Muqallid is someone who has to follow the opinion of another scholar. And uh, I believe Ibn Abdul Bar said there's an ijma' among the ulama' that al-muqallid laysa bi'alim. The the one who blindly follows an opinion can never be a scholar. You can never be a alim. You can never be given the title alim if you're a Muqallid. If you're following the opinion of another. And today... Not only do we have the title Alim that we give, a, give around loosely, we also have a title Mufti that is given to some, some funny individual that uh, plays with cats. And, and that becomes a Mufti somehow, some way. Uh, on social media, of course, you can play with a cat in your own home, all you want. Al-Muhim, we are very loose today with the term Shaykh and, and the term Imam and the term Alim and the term Allama. And the term Mufti. And we use those as titles. Uh, you know like they use in the in the medicine world. Doctor and, and professor and engineer. And all of this is, is really يعني, an exaggeration in this regard. I pay attention to the disclaimer. So he's a Mujtahid. Meaning he reached that level. ويصيب, and the one who re- reaches the level of jihad, He may... Make a mistake or he may be right. وَقَدْ أَخْطَأَ رحمه الله في مسائل الأسماء والصفات. Bin Uthaymi الله, straightforward arrow. Does not divert from the path, not even an inch to the left or to the right. And he had a mistake, he, had, he was mistaken rahimahullah in the matter of the names and attributes of Allah. There you go. He used to, do ta'wil, and if you refer back to our Aqeedah book, you will understand exactly what we mean by ta'wil. Ta'wil is giving an interpretation that is not supported by the Zahir, Zahir al-Nas, the apparentness of the text. They would do ta'wil to that. But he doesn't deny. He doesn't deny the attribute of Allah. He just does ta'wil to it. The ayah Allah rose over the throne. The people of Ta'wil, they say it means he took over the throne, he conquered the throne. Like but they don't deny the istiwa. If they deny the concept of istiwa altogether, that would be kufr because they are belying the Quran. فهم يصدقون به ولكن يحرفونه They believe in it but they distort the meaning They believe in it yet they distort the meaning ومثل هذه المسائل التي وقع منه رحم الله خطأ في تأويل بعض النصوص في بعض نصوص الصفات لأن إنه لمغمور بما له من فضائل ومنافع جمع However the sheikh said those matters those matters where the Shaykh had fallen into errors in giving a wrong interpretation regarding some of the texts of the Sifat is actually immersed. It is lost in the sea of the benefits and the virtues that the sheikh had. And this is why the Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah Excuse me. They don't consider Imam al-Nawawi to be Ash'ari, full-fledged. Like the other ash'aira, so him and Ibn Hajar al Asqalani, rahimahumullah, they had some ash'ari tendencies. They had some ash'ari concepts, ash'ari principles that they had incorporated, but they were not full-fledged ash'aris like the ash'aris that you see today, like the Maturidis and the ash'aris, who are primarily a byproduct of Jahmiya and Irtizal. ولا نظن ان ما وقع منه الا صادر عن اجتهاد وتاويل سحن we see that whatever came from him is a result of his ijtihad is a result of his ijtihad and an interpretation that is uh, that is understandable ولو في رايه وارجو ان يكون من الخطا المغفور and in, meaning, in his opinion, in Imam Nawawi's opinion, this was something that was a valid interpretation, even though, according to us, it was not a valid interpretation at all. It is, there was no room for difference of opinion. The Sheikh said, We hope and pray that this mistake of his would be forgiven. And that we hope and pray to Allah that whatever He had put forward of khayr and benefit uh, is from among that uh, the efforts that were, uh, were, were appreciated by Allah Azza wa Jal. And that the statement of Allah will apply to him, verily the good deeds will erase and take away and remove the bad deeds. So now you understand that when it comes to the matters of Aqeedah, we don't compromise at all. And there's Sheikh bin Uthaymi, even though he's in the process of going over that book and explaining it to the Muslims, it was obligatory to highlight the people those particular issues. Similarly, today, we have the same many, many people that came on the scene. You have uh, among the uh, Arabs, uh, al-Sha'rawi, al-Imam al-Sha'rawi, or what they call the Imam al-Sha'rawi, Sheikh al-Sha'rawi. And they have, uh, what was this name? Abdul Hamid Kishk. And so many of those very influential, well-spoken, eloquent speakers who had uh, many issues in Aqidah that have to be highlighted. You cannot... Be passive about them. If you know someone is not Sharawi, you cannot tell him, "Allah barakallah feek wa fakakah Allah." Enjoy. You have to tell him, sheikh Shaykh tara Tera endu He had this issue, that issue. Why? Because this is amana almiya. This is the Deen of Allah, and no one is above the Deen of Allah. No human being is above the Deen of Allah. If Ibn Abbas used to tell the people, Yushiku and 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 tursal aleikum or tasqutu alaykum hijaratum min al-sama," Iqulu lakum. kala Rasulullah wa taquluna kala Abu Bakr wa Umar." Uh, Ibn Abbas used to say to people Stones are about to be f- thrown at you And fall at you from the sky I tell you the Messenger of Allah said And you tell me Abu Bakr and Umar said So even back then people were trying to use The statements of Abu Bakr and Umar To oppose the Prophet والسلام, And you cannot put the statement of anybody Ahead of the Prophet And the Deen of Allah Comes from the Prophet Therefore you cannot put anybody Upon the Aqeedah That we learned from the Messenger of Allah So these matters have to be exposed and highlighted. And brought to the people's attention. Alright. Now. Okay Habibi. Biofighter. It looks like you're going to go fight on your own. Look at this Takfiri. <laughs> you say the statement to someone that. That is not a Muslim. Go sheikh allah ولقد ضل قوم من الخلف الخالفين الذين أخذ يسبونه سبا عظيما حتى بلغني أن بعضهم قال يجب أن يحرق شرح النووي على صحيح مسلم أو يجب أن يحرق شرح النووي على صحيح مسلم نسأل الله and the sheikh said and some people have gone far astray from the latter people uh, regarding Imam Nawawi where they started uh, verbally abusing him tremendously and it reached me that some of them said we should burn we should burn the sharh uh, of Sahih Muslim that is done by Imam and nawawi The Sheikh said, we ask Allah's protection. فَالنَّوَوِي نَشْهَدُ لَهُ فيما نعلم مِنْ حَالِهِ بِالصَّلَاحِ تمام? The Nawawi, we bear witness of what we know of him, that he was upright. وَأَنَّهُ مُشْتَهِدٌ And that he was one who reached the level of اجْتِهَاد. مُشْتَهِدٍ وَقَدْ يخطئن. Every Mujtahid might. Uh, reach the truth or might arrive might arrive at the truth or might be mistaken if he is wrong he will have one reward and if he is right then he will get two rewards وَقَدْ ألف مؤلفات كثيرة من أحسن هذا الكتاب. he had authored many books among the best of the books of Imam Nawawi الْأَرْبَعُونَ النووية. this book that we are covering right now Pay attention now. It is not 40. It's actually 42. However, the Arabs, they will always basically round. They will round the numbers. So even if it's a one or two above 40 or one or two below 40, they will still say 40 because it doesn't make sense to say the 42 Nawawi or the 38 Nawawi. 40 is a more complete comprehensive number. It is a, you know, it's just the way it is, and people do the same thing in in English in the, in the Western world. Something is a dollar ninety nine. You say it's two yeah, dollars. that is a cultural thing. على العموم. Uh, الأربعون ينبغي لطالب العلم أن يحفظها. Huh. Those forty, it is incumbent on the student of knowledge to memorize them. لأنها منتخبة من أحاديث عديدة Because they are carefully selected From among abundance of أحاديث وفي أبواب متفرقة And in many different aspects of the deen Or chapters of the deen بخلاف غيرها من المؤلفات فلو نظرنا إلى عمدة الأحكام لوجدناها منتخبة Unlike other books For example Other author books If you look at عمدة الأحكام We will find that it also has select أحاديث لكنها في باب واحد وهو باب الفقه But it is in only one Category of the religion, and that is in the category of jurisprudence. متنوعة, like I told you in the beginning, as for the 40 nawawi, it is in various uh, categories of the deen, abundant and various. So we seek Allah's aid in commenting on it, and Allah is the source of success. So that is the introduction of Shaykh Ibn rahmatullah. And Shaykh Ibn Uthameen. My advice to anybody who speaks or, or knows Arabic. Or anybody who wants to improve his Arabic. Tamam? Uh, download the Shaykh's audio uh, classes. I think somebody. I have a link. Remind me to give it to you later. I have a link where all of his works are in audio file. So you should be listening to them while driving, while sitting, the sisters, while cooking. Uh, during this time you have, play it in the background. The sheikh was very articulate, yet very simple language, very, very understandable. Unlike Sheikh bin Baz, Allah, sheikh bin Baz if, you're not well, if you're not an Arab, if you're not like really well versed in Arabic, you will have a hard time understanding Sheikh bin Baz. Shaykh bin Thaimin was very easy to understand. Very well spoken and he would repeat the, the the thing twice and thrice to make sure that you understand it. And he engaged the students. He would ask them and have them answer. And he would ask them and have them answer. So his method of teaching is also very successful. mashallah. Tabarakallah rahmatullah. And the benefit that he left for the ummah is, is amazing. And you want to hear something? You want to hear... Uh, uh What do they call this? An interesting fact. The street I live behind is called... Shari' Al Sheikh Muhammad bin Salih Al-Uthaymi, I actually live on a street right behind the Sheikh's street. And if you, when you hear Google Maps, uh, uh, you know AI t- say in the name, you will have a good laugh. I actually live right behind the Sheikh's street. There's a Sheikh here in, in Saudi Arabia, by the way. You'll be surprised how many of the streets are named after Mashayikh after Umara, after Ulama, after Sahaba. Uh, so, there is very common that you will go through, you know, شارع أبو بكر Abu Bakr عثمان siddiq عفان, Uthman ibn Affan, Shariq Hafsa, MashaAllah, TabarakAllah. So, it's interesting. And when I moved over here, I was so happy. It's like, oh, oh, shit. you read it on the street. Muhammad bin Salaf al-Uthamiya alhamdulillah So, that now covers that introduction. Um my advice to you is let us try to memorize those ahadith together. Tamam. Why don't we make it a point to memorize? Because we will have a long time, by the way, inshallah, in covering these ahadith. I think some of the ahadith will take a number of classes that gives you a number of weeks, like say two to three weeks to memorize a hadith. Like, look at this hadith, hadith al Awal, which most of you should have memorized already. It's only three lines, three lines, four lines. Wallah, it's not it's not much. Just like you memorize a surah from, from the Quran, just like you memorize dua al istikhara or the ad'i of the sabah and masa, You could memorize these hadith that are fundamental in the deen. Tamam? So inshaAllah we, we could do that. al Hadithul al-awwal, innama al-amalu binniyat niyat. An Amir al muminin أبي حفص عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله تعالى عنه قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول إنما الأعمال بالنيات وإنما لكل امرئ ما نوى فمن كانت هجرته إلى الله ورسوله فهجرته إلى الله ورسوله ومن كانت هجرته لدنيا يصيبها أو امرأة ينكحها فهجرته إلى ما هاجر إليه so, narrate on the authority of Amir al-Mu'mineen, the father of Hafs, Umar al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him. He said, I heard the Messenger of Allah وسلم, say, Verily, deeds are by intentions, or deeds are according to intentions. And each person will have that which he intended. So, whosoever's migration was to Allah and his Messenger, then his migration was to Allah and his Messenger. And whosoever's migration was for a worldly gain, That he wishes to uh, acquire. Or a woman that he wishes to marry. Then his migration is for that which he migrated for. His migration is to that which he migrated for. Rawahu imama al Pay attention now because we're we're going to go into the dual form so it was narrated by imama meaning ليس امام واحد وليست ائمه it's neither one imam nor many imams it's two imams Imam al muhaddithin who are the two imams of the muhaddithin all of you should know abu abdullah muhammad ibn isma'il ibn bin ibrahim ibn al mughira bin Berdizbah al bukhari so the first one is Imam al-Bukhari, and the second one, the second, Imam of, of the muhaddithin Abu al-Husayn, Muslim bin al-Hajjaj, bin Muslim al-Qushayri, al-Nisaaburi, fi sahihaihima Huma asahha al-kutubi al-musannafa. So it was narrated basically by Bukhari. and Muslim in English, they just say agreed upon. In Arabic, they say muttafaqun uh, alayhi. And those two books are the most authentic books authored uh, Ever. The most authentic books authored ever are these two books from among the books of a hadith. Now, after the book of Allah, Jalla Jalaluhu wa aقدess at Al Let's see. An Amir al وهو أبو حفص Abu Hafs and Amr Khattab? Now we're going to go to the explanation. رضي anhu. Amir al المؤمنين is Abu Hafs, Umar bin Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him. Alat ilayhi al Khilafatu أبي Abi Bakr al Siddiq, عنه anhu the Khilafah was given to him By the appointment of Abu Bakr siddiq Meaning Abu Bakr siddiq May Allah be pleased with him Appointed Umar as the Khalifa uh, uh, The successor to him His successor فهو حسن من حسناتي Abi Bakr Subhanallah he's, he's a good deed Of the many good deeds of Abu Bakr ونصبه في, الخلافة, ونصبه في الخلافة شرعي His appointment in the Khilafah was legal لأن الذي عينه Abu Bakr because the one who appointed him is Abu Bakr, Abu Bakr in تعينا الصحابة له في, السقي- في السقيفة, and Abu Bakr was appointed by the uh, pledge that the Sahaba swore to him in a saqifah. So his khilafa is legal and sound, just like the khilafah of Abu Bakr. ولقد أحسن أبو بكر اختيارا حيث اختار عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه أن أبو بكر رضي الله عنه had made a great selection, a good selection when he selected عمر بن الخطاب as his successor. وفي قوله سمعت دليل على أنه أخذه من النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بلا واسطة. Huh. and when he says in the statement سمعت I heard is an evidence that he heard it straight from the Prophet sallallahu without a middleman. Wasta, an intermediary, a, a person, a connection, but, excuse me, between the two. الله الله Subhanallah. From the amazing and wondering, wondrous things is that this hadith was not narrated from anyone from the Prophet except from Umar, in spite of its importance. لكن له شواهد في القرآن والسنة. But it has many supporting uh, uh, evidences in the Quran and the Sunnah. ففي القرآن يقول الله تعالى. In the Quran, Allah says, وَمَا إلا بتغاء وجل. And you don't spend except seeking the face of Allah. فهذه نية. This is an intention. وَقَوْلِهِ تعالى مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ أَشِدَّاءُ عَلَى الْكُفَّارِ رُحَمَاءُ بَيْنَهُمْ تَرَاهُمْ رُكَّ سُجَّدًا يَبْتَغُونَ فَضْلًا مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَرِضْوَانًا Muhammad ﷺ, the messenger of Allah and those with him, are severe against the disbelievers, merciful amongst each other. You see them in the state of ruku' and sujood, seeking the bounty of Allah and His pleasure. The Sheikh said, "وَهَذِهِ نِيَّةُ" and this is another intention. "وَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ ﷺ لِسَعِدٍ وَقَاسٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ" The Prophet ﷺ said to Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas, "وَعَلَمْ أَنَّكَ لَنْ تَبْتَغِي بِهَا وَجْهَ اللَّهِ إلَّا ujirta عَلَيْهَا حَتَّى مَا تجعله فِي فِيمْ The Prophet said, "No, that nothing you spend." No spending you spend seeking there in the face of Allah, except that you will be rewarded for it, even that which you put in your wife's, even the food you put in your wife's mouth, even the food that you put in your wife's mouth, you will also be rewarded for it with this intention. The Prophet saying, seeking there in the face of Allah, this is a niyya. What's important is that the meaning of this narration is established in the Quran and Sunnah. But the wording of this hadith, the verbatim of this hadith, was something that was exclusively narrated to us by Umar. May Allah be pleased with him. لَكِنْ تَلَقَتْهُ الْأُمَّةُ بالقبول التام. But the has, accepted it, has accepted it completely. رحمه الله صدر كتابه الصحيح بهذا الحديث So much so البخاري. Imam Bukhari He, he uh, introduced his book with this hadith He made this the first hadith in the book Now, قوله صلى الله عليه وسلم إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتِ وَإِنَّمَا لِكُلِّ مْرِئِمْ مَنَوَى لِهَذِهِ الْجُمْلَةِ مِنْ حَيْثُ الْبَحْثِ جِهَتَانِ نَتَكَلَّمْ أَوَّلًا أولا عَلَى مَا فيها مِنَ الْبَلَاغَةِ Right. Regarding the statement, verily deeds are by intentions and each person will have that which he intended The Sheikh said there are two ways to uh, uh, dissect this particular phrase The first of which is going to be the eloquence, the balagha, the language aspect From among the uh, eloquence and the Arabic language that is that is found in this statement is what is known as al hasr which is exclusivity. exclusivity. And the concept of exclusivity is to affirm the ruling regarding that which is mentioned and to negate it from anything other than that. الحصري, and the, the way by which you reach this exclusivity... إِنَّمَا لِأَنَّ إِنَّمَا تُفِيدُ الْحَصْرِ How did we know that this is a, an example of exclusivity? Because it uses إِنَّمَا إِنَّمَا is an expression It's a word in the Arabic language that serves the purpose of exclusivity فَإِذَا قلت زَيْدٌ قائم, If you say زَيْد is standing فَهَذَا لَيْسَ فِيهِ حَصْرِ There's no exclusivity وَإِذَا قلت إِنَّمَا زَيْدُ قائم, If you say verily زَيْد is قَائِمٌ and حَصَرُ وَأَنَّهُ لَيْسَ إِلَّا قَائِمًا This now shows ex- exclusivity that he's doing nothing but, being, but standing. وَكَذَلِكَ قَوْلِهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عليه وسلم وَإِنَّمَا لِكُلِّ ما نوى. Similarly is the statement of the Prophet ﷺ and verily every person will have that which he intended. So you have إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ and إِنَّمَا لِكُلِّ So both show exclusivity. And that is a form of hyperbole. That is a form of exaggerating or emphasizing or uh, uh, emphasizing the meaning. It's a form of emphasizing the meaning. And in the statement, and whoever's migration is for a worldly life, he wishes to acquire. Or a woman he wishes to marry, then his migration is to that which he migrated for. The eloquence in that, or the balagha, is hiding the intention of the one who migrates to the dunya. It doesn't say niya. لِقَوْلِ فهجرته whoever's migration is to Allah and His Messenger then his migration is to Allah and His Messenger notice now it's being repeated because it's praiseworthy here because it's lowly it wasn't repeated it didn't say whoever's migration is for a worldly life worldly gain he wishes to acquire then his migration is to a worldly gain he wishes to acquire, no, then his migration is to that which he migrated for is to belittle what that person had migrated for meaning it is not worthy it is not worthy of even being mentioned but you're using a, a, a similitude basically where uh, or an idiom an, an idiomatic expression to refer to that which he is you know migrating for meaning it's a it's a form of belittlement and uh, undermining the value of something. Uh, in the English language, this could be expressed in so many different ways. Uh, for example, you say, uh, in English, you say, you know, man, just if somebody says, look, I want to do this and I want to do that. And you don't agree with them. You say, look, man, do you. You just do you. Do what you want. Yani. Do what you want. You don't even repeat what that person was saying. You're telling me you, I'm going to do A, B, C, D. Just do whatever. Yeah. Just do you and keep moving. So whoever ever migration is to Allah's messenger, the answer is then his migration is to Allah's messenger. This was mentioned as a reference for its virtue. So again, the Sheikh is repeating the idea that in the for in the former it was mentioned. In the latter, it was not mentioned because it's means of belittling what that person has migrated for, and that would be the dunya, and that or it would be a, a woman. Yeah, khwan, please do not type during the class. Yeah, King Sultan Muhammad Ya Khair, please keep your questions until the end because it is distracting to me and is distracting to others, not just you guys, anybody. Zakum uh, khairan. Hello. Now we're going to go into some advanced grammar, and there's only so much I could tra- translate in the, in the advanced grammar, but I'll make an attempt inshallah So in, in the English language you have the uh, what is it the predicate and the subject I think is basically the, uh, uh, is the, the the format of grammar in English and Arabic they're not exactly identical. So, if you know Arabic grammar, then you can relate. If you don't know Arabic grammar, so I'm speaking a little too advanced for you, just skip. Just try to get a general idea of what's going on. المبتدأ المبتدأ Anyways, there's a format in the Arabic language where when there's a Muptada and Khabar. Uh, there there are times where the khabar is actually put before the muptada. mubtada is that which begins. Khabar is the information regarding that. So in English, it's equal to subject. Uh, uh what do you call it? The the subject and the object of the sentence. Tamam, yani, the closest thing I could think of. This is a a, a a conditional a clause, the conditional element in it or article is who whoever كانت, and the verb of the uh, condition is it is رسولي, and the, and the uh, conditional clause the answer to that would be his migration to Allah and his messenger يصيبة, we say the same thing grammatically regarding the a'rab or the conjugation of the other sentence اللغة, فنقول, as linguistically speaking, not grammatically specifically So a'mal, deeds, is the plural of deed okay So the singular is amal and the plural is a'mal And that encompasses and covers the deeds of the heart and the deeds of the tongue وَأَعْمَالِ الْجَوَارِحِ And it also includes the deeds or the actions of the limbs. This sentence encompasses all types of deeds, whether the deeds of the heart, the deeds of the tongue, or the deeds of the limbs. The heart deeds, the deeds related to the heart, are those that are in the heart, such as والإنابة إليه والخشية منه وما أَجْبَى ذلك، such as relying upon Allah and longing to Allah and fearing Allah and the likes. والأعمال النطقية as for the verbal deeds ما ينطق به اللسان whatever the, whatever the tongue utters وما أكثر أقوال اللسان and how abundant are the, the statements of the tongue. ولا أعلم شيئا من الجوارح أكثر عملا من اللسان I don't know any any limb from among the limbs of the human, that is more active and has more deeds than the tongue. Allahumma illa antakuna alaena uluthun. Allahumma except it could be the eye or the ear, because you're constantly seeing and hearing things. Well, amalul wa And as for the limbs, then that would be the hands and the legs and what's similar to that. By the way, the scholars also include the, the private parts the private parts are from amal jawarih because of the hadith of the prophet ﷺ that it says that, in, that the ears commit zina and the eyes commit zina and then it is the 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 private part al farj either you صدق كل هذا or you كذبه either the 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 person reaches the level of, of fornication or adultery or it it stops it but either way it's a form of zina المهم, this is included in the amal jawarih now al amalu bil niyyat al niyyat so niyyat uh, and you guys have to uh, focus on the pronunciation because the arabic language just like the english language actually is very delicate when it comes to uh, pronunciation and the english language uh, the, those of us who are arabs who have uh, pronunciation issues uh, the pronunciation uh, pronunciation issues they they yeah they destroy the, air, the English language when, when we mispronounce certain words. Um, that actually carry other meanings. So um, a lot of brothers still say that I want to uh, bark my car. Or I want to bark over here. And you tell them, when was the last time you were a dog? Allah ahdiq. You want to bark, leave the, the barking for the dogs. And you want to park the car? You want to park the car? Or they say, I want to Bray here. Yani, these are common mistakes among people that cannot pronounce the letter P. Or other meanings. If you tell someone to say, uh, let's say let's say your your uh, auntie's hair is, is in front of you on the floor. So in English, you will say, her hair is here. If a person doesn't know, they will say, her hair is hair. And I've heard that, well, I've heard it many times. Her hair is hair. Or her, her is her. How am I going to differentiate between here and hair and her? If you don't have those sounds on point. It's important to know those things in English in order to speak proper English. Otherwise, the people may misunderstand you, irrespective of whether you're speaking with an American accent or British accent or Irish accent or Australian, whatever. Uh, And the same in Arabic. A lot of us don't make an effort in learning the proper Arabic pronunciation and therefore we distort the meanings of the words. So let's also make this class an intent. One of the intentions of the class is to work on our proper pronunciation. I will try my best, inshallah ta'ala, to highlight those matters for you so you can take notes and maybe, you know, record this and listen to the recording again until you get the right pronunciation. So an yet you have to do this ni. There has to be a shadda on the ya. Jam'u and not niya. Okay, uh, is the plural for the singular niya intent? and it is you know to have an intent. وشارعن. This is the linguistic meaning. The legislative meaning. Al-azmu ala al-ibadati It is the the determination to do a, a worship seeking the nearness of Allah, seeking nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the place where the niyyah resides is the heart فَهِيَّ عَمَلٌ قَلْبِيٌّ وَلَا تَعَلُّقَ لِلْجَوَارِحْ بِهَا It is a place, the, the place, the home of the niyyah is a heart And the limbs have nothing to do with it This is why we've said a million times To our beloved uh, brothers and sisters in Islam There is no such thing as you standing in the salah saying نَوَيْتُ and أُصَلِّيَّ Which is what we were taught when we were kids that's what we were taught when we were kids. The way an salat zuhur hadir. I intend on praying the four rakahs of salat meaning hadir, because we were very famous for qada, uh, uh, and yani it was adi that you don't pray on time, and then at the end of the day you pray fajr and zuhur and asr and maghrib and isha all in three minutes, all in one shot, which is what we did as kids because you know this is this is the culture, this is the culture in the Muslim world that the deen and the salah is taken lightly. And so you don't, you know, you don't really do what you're supposed to do. Umuman, uh, there is no such thing. You see, the Prophet ﷺ never in his life said this statement, nor did the Sahaba. No, no, we don't know. We don't even know where it came from. Some some Maulana one day after having too many mahlabiyas or too many rizab halib he puts it in a book and some jahil reads it and then he tells it to his uncle his uncle tells it to his aunt his aunt to his grandmother to the children next thing you know a whole city is doing and next thing you know a whole uh, uh, country is doing it next thing you know it's spread in the Muslim world like it's part of the deen of Allah ya akhwan it's not part of the deen of Allah and it was never part of the deen of Allah you see when you made wudu for al Dhuhr you, you did not want to pray Isha this is the niya that you need you stand on salah akbar and you, start. you don't have to sit there and bring all these things to mind and do a little mathematical calculation of what you're about to pray. These are among the issues that we have يعني, in, in our cultures. Now shahid wa inna So every human will have that which he intended. Here's the masala. It's a point of discussion. Are these two sentences having a single meaning or are they different? Al-Jawab, the answer. Yajibu أن Anna أن الأصل في الكلام duna دون التوكيد We should understand that the fundamental principle regarding speech is to establish a foundation that is lesser than emphasis. And what that when we say establishing, meaning the other statement must have another meaning. The other statement must have another meaning. Whereas emphasis or or redundancy is where the second meaning the second meaning is equal to the first meaning. When we approach the language and we read a sentence, uh, let's say فَبِأَيِّ آلَاءِ رَبِّكُمَا تُكَذِّبَانَ. تمام? You how how many times you come across this in Surah Al-Rahman? Uh, how many times you come across this uh, this ayah also these ayat? So anytime the the asal is, you don't look at speech as carrying the same meaning. If something is mentioned multiple times or being repeated, the first approach is there has to be a different meaning between the first and the second. We don't take it as emphasis unless there's an evidence for that. The first principle, the first approach, okay, the first meaning must vary from the second meaning. Even if it's slightly even if it's a slight variation, nevertheless it's a variation. We will not take it as, as it being intended to repeat the meaning. So the scholars, may Allah mercy on them, have two opinions regarding this matter. So the first opinion is that both of these sentences carry one meaning. The Prophet said, verily, All deeds are by intentions Then he emphasized that by saying And so that therefore every person should have that which he intended The second opinion is that the the meaning of the latter sentence Is not the same as the first So this now falls under establishment of a new principle Not emphasis of a particular meaning and the principle is If there's a contrast If there's an if there's a conflict in the speech On whether we should approach it as this is an establishment of a new meaning Or an emphasis of an existing meaning That we take the opinion that this is an establishment of a new meaning That we should make the second unlike the first because if you say the second is equal to the first that becomes a, a form of redundancy and we need to know the reason let me let me, let me break it down for you وبنيات, deeds are based on intentions منوى, and every person will have that which he intended for some may think is the same meaning when you say deeds are based on intentions and then you say therefore every person will get that which he intended the sheikh is saying, when you have this, don't take the approach that, that both sentences are established in the same meaning. They're not tawqeed. The second one, which is, wa is not tawqeed to Rather, we look at it as ta'asis. The first one is establishing a meaning, the second one is establishing another meaning. Even though the apparent, what's apparent, is that they're actually, they're, they're delivered in the same point, but there's a Variation. There's another twist, there's another intricacy within that, and under the second understanding of the second sentence, so that we don't wind up saying everything is just being redundant and repeating uh, back and forth. Huh? The correct opinion is that the second sentence is not like the first. The first one is referring to that which is intended, and that is a deed. And the second one is regards to that which is intended for And that is the reason why you did the action Did you do the deed for the sake of Allah or for the world For the worldly life what proves that point is what the Prophet branched off later on in the hadith when he said so whoever's migration is to Allah and his messenger then his migration is to Allah and his messenger accordingly there's no redundance and repetition in the speech. the first sentence and phrase gives you a meaning variant than to the second. العبادات العبادات what is intended by this niyah is to make a distinction and differentiate and to highlight the difference between habitual uh, deeds and acts of worship, and further to differentiate between acts of worship themselves, to differentiate between, for example, faridah uh, and nafila uh, and sunnah and so on and so forth. طيب. So insha'Allah ta'ala, we will uh, conclude here. bi wa azawajal, next week we will begin with the tamiz al adat min al-ibadat and some amthila uh, to this regard. Now, So stop sharing and enlarge this and let's see what's going on here. So, what is the difference between the terms hayd and istihadah? Uh, well, the haid uh, is the actual menstru- menstruation, the normal menstruation. Istihadah is a condition that a woman undergoes where there's inconsistency in her haid. Now, what did Sheikh Muhammad intend by saying? Yeah, this is based on the statement of the Prophet. Uh, when he spoke about the Jews and the Christians, and uh, when he commented on the ayah uh, that they they have taken him as arbab in Dunillah and was they, they said, Oh Messenger of Allah," but we don't, we don't uh, take him as arbab in Dunillah. He said, "Don't do they not make halal for you, or Allah made haram and make haram for you or Allah made halal?" They said, "Yes." He said, "This is you taking him as an arbab." So similarly, if you were to obey a scholar or an amir or anyone and contradict the Deen of Allah, then you are taking this person as a, a legislator besides Allah. Now. Nah. Ibn Battuta, you're asking me about Kitab Tawheed in Al Riyad 40 Sheikh. Does this book include the addition of Ibn Rajab or just the explanation of the uh, the Matin? Uh, I'm not sure, Habibi. No. Uh, was browsing through some hadith related to Salatul Wasata? There's a hadith, Sahih Muslim, where Aisha said the ayah was revealed, guard your prayers, the middle prayer, and the Asr prayer. No. A Salatul wusta حافظوا على الصلاوات والصلات الوسطى نعم this is uh, so, uh, so this is uh, regarding صلاة asr Sahih إيش could you explain the meaning of بلحكة and عجبا in terms of Allah's attributes I've heard some translation but I would like the full definition of them I, we've covered that yeah juwayri we've covered that that attribute of Allah عز و جل in uh, the uh, شرح of al-wasitiyah I cannot possibly repeat go back go to the playlist and look them up But we Ahl Sunnah Jama'ah affirm We affirm Al-Ajab And we affirm Al-Dahik To Allah Azza wa Jal In a manner that befits His Majesty The same way we look at Istiwa The same way we look at the face of Allah The same way we look at the Ghadab of Allah Azza wa Jal And the Rida of Allah Azza wa All these are attributes that we believe in And we take them face value We don't do Ta'wil, we don't do Tahrif, we don't do Ta'atir We don't deny them but we know that there's nothing like Allah Azza wa Jalla, so we don't have any image or any ID or any re- any information about their reality. But we affirm them as the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam described Allah in this manner. Subhanallah. Now, nah. I have two masjids near me. One is run by Spubs, and the other one is Green Lane Masjid. Which one would you advise me to go to to benefit from their classes? Both? No, I would say go to Spubs. Green Lane Masjid sometimes I think they they might have all kinds of things going on over there. Now, at least pubs, they're more careful. They might still warn against me during that class you attend, but hey, what can you do? I was wondering what is the best to study under one teacher at a time or several teachers at the same time. Of course, under many teachers. You should study under as many reliable teachers as you can because each one will have his own input. Each one will have his own approach. Each one will have his own يعني, uh, uh, method. You could benefit from all of them. now Is it raining? Subhanallah. Can you share Allahumma Nafi'an. Can you share the link of the audio files of the Sheikh you mentioned earlier? Yeah. Uh, wait. I have I don't know how to find it. I'll find it and, and, and send it uh, somehow. It's, wait a second. It's a long story. Allah, let me do it so you won't be upset. Copay. Mm. Paist. Is this how you British people speak? Like you really sound like this? Does that even sound right? Copay. Paist. Isn't it a little too much? Don't you think this is exaggerated English? Copy and paste? Or this is like a particular... uh, (laughs) Here. Here we are. I'm always interested in these funny accents. Tafazzal. Now, does it show? تمام استاكر يشير خلص نكست اي شير ذا لينك يا كابتن السلام عليكم وعليكم السلام is it true that statement nothing exists ex- exists except Allah is a higher form of la ilaha illallah this is one of the teachings that is widespread in balatine southeast asia that is a uh هذا قول باطل يخالف النقل والعقل قولون باطلون يخالف النقل والعقل. This is a false statement that opposes textual evidence and intellect. كيف يعني nothing Exists except Allah. وأنت إيش طيب؟ أنت ولا شيء والدنيا ولا شيء والكون ولا شيء ولا شيء ولا شيء. This is the statement of the uh, the what do you call them? Those who believe in pan pantheism. واحدة الوجود like Ibn Arabi and and uh, his likes who claim that كل شيء كل شي هو الله لو طالع في الخنزير يقول هذا ربنا استغفر الله العظيم حاشا لله it says أنه everything is in Allah and in, in, in Allah is in everything this is كفر مخرج عن الملة خروجا بعيدا اسأل الله العافية no such statement نعم the ayah and the mushaf today doesn't have the asr prayer can you clarify this it doesn't have it doesn't yeah this is the aqwal of the ulamai Hajj. This is the akwal of the ulama, Who are the ones who interpreted? You have Ibn Abbas and Ibn Mas'ud. And you have the, uh, Ibn Umar. The senior of the Mufassiri and of the Sahaba. Mujahid and Ikrama. And, and those lovely brothers. They are the ones who will tell you what the uh, uh, ayah is referring to. Hey. It doesn't have to be spelled out for you in the ayah, ya Captain. Oh, yeah, Captain. Would you recommend living in a bus? Of course not. Of course I don't recommend living in a bus. I enjoyed it. But it was. It was. Darura. I had no choice. I had some tough times with my. Roommate. Who accused me of. Stealing when I didn't steal. Well I did steal. Uh, I did steal some laundry detergent back then. Because I was ignorant. I stole some laundry detergent from him. I was still a new Muslim. I was barely practicing Islam. I barely knew Islam. And because he knew that I stole some laundry detergent, he assumed that I also broke into his room and tried to steal more things, which I didn't. I tried to explain to him akhi, wallahi, akhi, look I took the detergent yes, but I didn't steal anything else Abed. so I had to move into a bus because I I couldn't uh, I could I didn't have another place. Not that you should move into a bus. No, it's a long story. And then my mom knew that I lived in a bus and she wasn't very happy if I remember correctly. Next, hey, we know that we get what our inner selves desire in Jannah. So what is the point of a house being built in Jannah for the one who prays 12 raka'at a night according to the hadith? Allah aleik, Allah Alek, Akhi, fillah, akhi The point is that you human beings love real estate. If somebody told you right now, don't you want, don't you wish to have three, four, ten properties? You'd be like, oh, please give it to me. So Allah gives us according to what He instilled in us in our natural disposition, loving to have real estate. So you will have a lot of houses in Jannah. And this is above and beyond what you desire. This will be above and beyond what you desire. This will have a special flavor, a special taste, a special pleasure because it is from Allah Azza. Just like seeing the face of Allah. Seeing the face of Allah in Jannah is you could wish for anything, but that would be yeah, any This is the ziyada that was referred to in the ayat. Tamam. If I don't look at it in a, such a superficial way, ya Captain. Nah. Uh, alaykum, ustadu, alaykum, alaykum, Thank you for covering this beautiful book with your own personal time. Zakallah wa Can you show the part which we can remove hair off the cheek near the eye? Oh, wallahi ya khie, It's uh, there's a difference of opinion among the scholars actually regarding the, uh, the cheek, whether if, if the hair grows. It's usually extended to the beard. I don't know, Allah. I, I don't know of an opinion that allows you to remove the hair over here. I know of the opinion that allows you to remove the hair over here. This one right here. They don't consider it from the lihya. As for the khaddain, I'm not sure. Anyways, refer to the lecture. Uh, let it go. I think I broke it down further over there. now. antum, What is your opinion on Shaykh? Haifa Yunus there's a Shaykh called Haifa or oh, Shaykhah only asking because you're doing conference and a few sisters from the Sunnah are going I don't know who Haifa Shaykh Haifa Yunus is no I'm getting indications that there's a problem there seems to be a problem with Sheikh Haifa Shaykh Haifa <laughs> can you explain again what's the meaning of first statement and second statement hadith which you explain about Niyah Yes, the first statement is in regards to the amal itself. And wa in is in regards to that which was intended. So one in regards to the intent, and one in regards to that which is intended. So I intend to drink coffee. I I the the intent is to drink, and that which is intended is coffee. If you say I intend to drink. Verily I intend to drink. And verily I intend to drink coffee. You understand? So you're explaining. The second one is is being specific about that which is intended. Kapish. Hey. Send the link to Uthaymeen Audio. Yes, we did already. But we should have some manners. Yeah, Ustad. It's nice to have some manners it's not a, it's not appropriate to to even if you're trying to be brief habibi ayb And from the adab is to say you know mumkin uh, law سَمَحْتْ please uh, would you kindly any any expression of this nature uh, not not to issue orders uh, to people that probably are older than you even if they're younger than you there's a there's a way to say things so when you when you speak with other people even if you perceive them to be lesser than you you shouldn't speak to them in this manner by just giving an order like this. Now, zakallahu khair. Could you advise advise it. should be with an with an s, okay? Advice nasiha is with a c, the verb advise pronounced z with an s. Can you advise on how to balance deen and dunya of someone who wants to do hifd and study deen of Allah? Um I've done, I've given a lecture about this in the past. I've heard some brothers say that he, you cannot balance. And I, I completely disagree with that. There's no such thing as you cannot balance deen and dunya. Yeah, Shaykh Umar al-Khattab did it. al-Khattab, um, who would spend the day with the Prophet, learning from him, and then he would go to work the next day, and he would have someone stay with the Prophet, and then when he would meet him, he would convey to him what he learned, and they would take turns. So the person to say, tajma deen and dunya? am hada, InshaAllah, you can combine and, and bring in balance between deen and dunya. But you have to know how to prioritize. And like I said in the past, there are 24 hours a day, 8 of which you are sleeping if you sleep 8 hours, 8 of which you are working if you have a job, 8 of which you have nothing to do, 8 of which are your personal time. Personal time. Naam. Well, you can get a lot done in that. Khalas, it's the 31. Can you name top three best Samsung phone for cameras? I'm getting a new phone in the first week in February. Well, the best three phones would be, the most expensive one would be the S22 Ultra. And if you want to wait for the upcoming device, then it's around the corner. Inshallah, the S22 Ultra. Then I would put the uh, Galaxy Fold 4 in the second uh, position. And then I would, I'm giving you from each, uh, uh, from each uh, price range. And then lastly, the A seventy three five G, the A seventy three five G. Now, of course, you could look at the S twenty one and S twenty, but yeah, yani, that would be quite similar to the S twenty two. طيب لا 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 ما نقدر خلاص طخنتوها. Sorry, guys, we are running out of time, uh, and uh, I have a gym to go to. Inshallah, Taala. So jazakumullah khayran wa barakallahu feekum. We'll catch you next week inshallah ta'ala uh, with the upcoming tafsir uh, followed by the upcoming Al-Arba'een al-Nawawiya. Jazakumullah khayran wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.